Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker. Kimmy Walker here, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Accountability Podcast. We have a familiar guest back on the show, Mr. Tyran, who, as you know, if you've heard in previous episodes from our launch special and from my two-year anniversary, he was one of my past guests, one of the three past guests who went forward to launch his own podcast. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Tyran, let him tell you a little bit about his show and what you can expect to hear on it. And we're going to talk a little bit about how he finally launched his show. <laughs> ah, well, Kimmy, I definitely appreciate that. That was pretty awesome now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, as you said, I'm Tyran Cosby, and I will be heading up my own podcast, which will be called uh, Beard Talk, just like your beard, but Beard Talk with a vet. Because I am a United States Marine Corps veteran. And um, I don't know, man, I just like to give... Um, some of my testimonies to my life and everything as to how I got to where I was because I'm sure somebody down there that it would benefit and I uh, just have fun while I'm doing it so I guess it's kind of me in a nutshell. And remind the audience just a little bit about your story so your business how you got into doing that like when you retired from the military and how you kind of got into like men's lifestyle whether it's products or just what you're doing out in the media out in the public. Okay. Yeah, well, so essentially I retired from the United States Marine Corps in 2013. Um, just as something for myself, I just always wanted to become a chef. So that was on my bucket list, things for myself. I went to culinary school, got my degree, and just kind of just started checking off my bucket list. So outside of that, it was acting, becoming an actor. So I did that. And that kind of led me to, what am I trying to say, a lot of stuff outside of yourself. Uh, other entrepreneurs and it just made me want to do more I was digging acting I was digging being retired but you know when you're young and retired you always want to do more and so that's just kind of how I just got hungry and obviously uh, when I met you uh, at one of the entrepreneur seminars and you started talking to me about your podcast it was just so funny that how that came up because I had done like several podcasts prior to meeting you and a lot of people, once we got to talking and everything, they would always be like, you know, you should have your own podcast. But for me, I was just like, nah, I'm good because that just sounds like a job and I'm good. You know, like I'm retired. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want no more work. But right. It wasn't, honestly, it really wasn't. And this has been like several people. So it wasn't until I came on your show, because uh, prior to coming on your show, I had literally told myself, one more person tell me I need to do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast. You know, that type of mentality is what I was telling myself and when I came on your show and of course we talked and then you said it I was like all right well maybe this guy's way of trying to tell me to try out venture out into something else and then that's that's what just kind of sparked me and obviously as you know start picking your brain and you know you mentoring me which honestly I'm way past my deadline so I still beat myself up about that but <laughs> that's <yeah>. okay <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless everything is rocking and rolling and honestly um you know, it's up. So, I mean, it's launched, but I just haven't given it my full attention like I should, which is what I'm about to do here. This which week. we're working on. 
And that's just to remind the audience. So we had a little cohort of three past guests who all launched their podcast. And all of their podcasts are actually launched. All of their podcasts are out there in the atmosphere, in the digital world. Um, and we, we're working actually right now even in marketing them more and more. So that's what Tyran means with deadlines. And we know that's right. one thing that we talk about on the show. We sometimes make deadlines for ourselves to keep ourselves moving. And even if we don't hit it, that's okay. What do we do? We just like picked ourselves up and kept moving. So I think that's important for people to know too. When you're starting to launch some things, sometimes you just don't make things in the time frame. Like life happens, right. but right. you're able to still push forward and still do something that you uh, like you say, you had different interests that you had, but other people told you, you know, this is something you should really look into. You went ahead and tried to tackle it. What I wanted to talk about, um, why I had you on the show, which I thought was really important, coming from being active duty in the military to, mm-hmm. so people, this is what people know you as. You're a military guy, you're the Marine, and retiring at 38, which is very, very young, like yeah. you had to create pretty much a new reality for yourself post-retirement. You're kind of moving out of what was a routine for you in so many different ways. And you're creating a new reality, not only for like yourself, your family, but just like those around you who interacted with you. What are some tips and pointers that you would give to people who are making like similar type of like changes or adjustments? Because I think that's important, even though we're talking like, okay, a podcast, you launched that. But for some people, the goals that they're looking to launch or do would be taking them into like a different level of comfort or different way of being. Right. Man, that's a good one. Because honestly, for me getting out, I did 20 years, as I said. So getting out after doing 20 years, to me, is probably like a guy, you know, maybe leaving incarceration after 20 years. You know, everything has kind of changed. Right. So once you get out of the military, our way of thinking, you know, I mean, it's, you pretty much had a routine. So every morning I knew that we was getting up. I knew that we was doing this. We were going to work. I had X amount of Marines, so on and so forth. But then when you get out, it's just kind of like, it's just that, like you're out. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people, they transition, so they'll get out and then they go right to working or they may have a job lined up for when they get out and things. For me, it was different because just, I just told myself that if I'm ever going to work when, you know, when I retire, it's going to be for myself. So that was just kind of a challenge within itself for me, but it, it was very hard. I'm not even going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, they briefed us about when we got out, how it was going to be hard. Uh, coping back to the civilian life and all that. But, you know, while you're in, you're just kind of like, oh, piece of cake, it ain't really nothing. And that was my mentality. And when I got out, that's what my mindset. I'm at home with my family. I'm good. Nothing, you know, I'm great. But what, I guess what you learn about is when you get out, all of those things that you had while you was in, i.e., because you, you're going to develop PTSD while you're in, especially if you've been over the combat. A lot of people can de- basically develop PTSD and never ever been to combat. Just maybe some of their experiences through the military right. has changed them. So we always say you're never going to go home being who you were when you joined. Right. You know, and, and sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But for me, it was kind of it was good that I wasn't who I was, but it was bad because I had to learn who I was all over again. Correct. So now as I'm working with the civilian side and everything at a different job, because as I you know, mentioned I went to culinary school, so I had to work in order to graduate. 
I mean, that was probably the hardest thing I, I, I ever did simply because I was learning to readjust everything. Mm-hmm. So where I went from being the boss, I went from being on the top of the food chain to now I was essentially at the bottom of the food chain. And for me, that was still cool. But it's when you start dealing with civilians in the way that they do business in the way that we've, I've been doing business for 20 years, it was a hard adjustment. It was, and it's still hard. It's still very hard because, you know, we just do things different. You know, we right. do things as a team. We do things as, you know, no use. In not, it ain't every man for itself. And when I got out and I started working at a particular company, they was basically almost penalizing me for helping other people, if that mm. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm a team player. In my mind, I'm just kind of like, well, hey, ain't nobody going home to all this work is done. So, you know, hey, let's, let's help each other. But they was like, no, nah, bro, my job is this and that's all I do. And when they go home, they go home. So it may be whoever is left to clean up, he may have to clean up this whole establishment by itself. And I just thought that was kind of jacked up. But so we would bump heads a lot. So anyway, with that whole aspect of getting out, it was just a hard adjustment, not just with that, but dealing with, you know, your mental issues, your physical issues and everything. So it's still a challenge. I feel like, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm in recovery or so. So I'm just like one day at a time. <laughs> I'm just taking right. one day at a time right now because that's all I can do. And I think an important pointed out for anybody who might be making a similar shift, even if it's not necessarily in the military, but it's a lot of different um, ways that people's lives might change um, drastically and they're coming into some kind of new reality or some new mm-hmm. way of being, as you said, that you're kind of, you're like kind of relearning yourself and um, kind of redefining yourself a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. a day at a time. And I thought that was an important point to just come back and reiterate that it didn't just like, Oh, one day it was all better. And <laughs> oh, no. how to navigate no. it. You like taking yeah, it, you're taking it piece by piece. You're taking piece it piece by piece, man. Yeah. I don't want to paint that picture that is hunky dory and all. No, it's, it's, it's an adjustment and it's a daily challenge. Um, you know, with most of us, we're always up for the challenge, but a lot of it, it could get taxing, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, given, I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but given my prime situation, I learned about depression and everything and anxiety as I had it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like I knew about it and I was like, Oh, I think I'm depressed. And like, no, I didn't, I didn't get it. It was, it was times I probably didn't get out of bed, honestly, outside of going to the restroom and getting something to eat for maybe a week or two. And um, Mm -hmm. so my wife would be like, you know, she would come home because she's in a medical field. So she would come home and be like, honey, I think you're depressed. But a lot of my triggers, you know, I was angry. I don't even know what the hell I was angry at, honestly. But so I would snap off on her. And credit, she just trying to help me. So she may be, how was your day? And I'm like, why the hell are you asking about my day? You know, that, right. that type of thing. I'm still working on a lot. So obviously, you know, you learn about those things. So started going to counseling and all of these things. So again, I was just relearning myself because when I joined Absolutely. over 20-some years ago, I was a teenager. My whole adult, my whole adult life is in the military. Correct. So now I get out, and I'm no longer in the military, but I'm an adult. And it's, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but if it's there different. is somebody, after, yeah. It's, so it's like we we better function around other vets, and that always sounds crazy because it's all that you know. I don't know if people think we try to isolate ourselves. Well, it's not that. It's just that we can bond better with a person who's been kind of been through some of the same experiences. Even if it is a Marine and an Army person or a Navy person, nevertheless, they still went to boot camp. You know, you still went through crap while you was in. So we can relate to that. But we laugh at things that probably civilians don't laugh at. 
you know, we call each other names, that's very instinct is hard. So, you know what I'm saying? It was those type of things too that I had to adjust because now I'm out talking to people and my wife is pulling me to the side like, well, you can't call them that. You know, like, I don't know, numb nuts. I hope I can say that here, but oh, you know, that's, that's my favorite word. I call people numb nuts. But, you know, when I start working a gig, people got offended. Mm. Like, damn, man, it's just it's serious. But that was one of those other things you got to get adjusted back to. I think you talked about a whole lot of things that are actually like mm, spot on. And your show, uh, who is like your ideal audience for the show? I know, like you said, it's kind of like... Uh, a very casual talk, um, kind of catered, catered towards males. And we talked even before how you do a lot with like breaking stigmas and you talk about a lot of things that are not necessarily always spoken of openly um, with males or men of color, such as depression right. or experiencing mm-hmm. trauma. Like your first episode was on relationship, communication and relationships. Right. You know, like we said, you sound off about a whole bunch of topics. Like, what do you want your audience? What are some things you feel like you'll talk about on your show? What do you want your audience to gain from it, if anything? Like, I know we said sometimes they might come and laugh. Right. Sometimes they might come and learn something. <laughs> sometimes they might just come and be like, he's so silly, you know. So, like, what is your hope for it? I would think my hope is exactly what you just said. I don't know, man. I just want people to laugh, not get offended so easily, not take everything so seriously. So if I could say my ideal audience, I mean, really my ideal audience would be everybody. But if I had to choose something, I would definitely say, you know, a lot of veterans, simply yeah. because we we relate to each other so much more, even through some of the stories. You know, my Afghanistan stories may be different from maybe theirs, but nevertheless, there's a common factor somewhere in there. Right. So... I would think my ideal audience would definitely be that. I would love for it to be everybody and we can laugh, we can joke, you know, maybe we can either talk and call each other names and no one gets offended. (laughs) Even though I know that's actually a lot these days, (laughs) but those are things. So I would say definitely veterans. um, I'm going to even say maybe 30 and up. Okay. Yeah, maybe 30 and up. And I'm not trying to alienate anyone from listening, but I'm just saying, because those are the people I can mostly relate to. Uh Uh-huh who you think will tune in give a lot just because I've maybe sneaked and listened to some episodes you give a lot of perspective to men too I think even who might even be a little bit younger than that because I felt just for me from my perspective you kind of share some lessons you learned along the way that might help others from not having to make that same mistake or not having to go through or just giving your perspective on what you learn in life whether it was from the military or raising a family, you know, or just right. having a lot of different things coming at you. And right. just even like the lifestyle brand that you all have, it's just kind of like the different dimensions of who a male is and just what else you existed. You know, like you said, past the beard, you know, there's right. so many different things, so many different roles. I think that's also too another audience you can't overlook because they definitely tune in and listen and are following on YouTube. Right on the website, on the social media. So I think that's the audience too. Was that planned or you just feel like that kind of happened or that just comes from making mere, well, not even men's grooming products because you all have expanded to women too. (laughs) Yes, we have. Let them know. Yes. Yes, we have. Well, a lot of it, you know, with our business, which is called Life Behind the Beard, we started selling men's products, obviously beard products, because that was kind of the bread and butter of our financial things to basically fuel us to be able to do other things. 
as I tell people all the time, man, I, I can really give a care what you use in your beard because life behind the beard is strictly about the life behind the beard. You know, the fathers, the brothers, the husbands, so on and so forth. So we sometimes we try to share our experiences to, you know, what helped us get to this happy home. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I know a lot of people, they have that stigma that maybe once you get married, it's happily ever after. But unfortunately, that's not always true. You know, maybe in some cases it have been, but you got to work to that happily ever after. And I know with me and my wife, we definitely put in hella work. So a lot of times when uh, people see us, play, you know, messing around on social media or even out in public, they always like, well, you know, hey, I want that life that you have. So I, I, that's why I, I don't know. I'm probably jumping around, but that's what kind of sparked me to do my podcast as to Good. why I can talk about, you know, yeah, to talk to, to the men about trials and tribulations I've been through. And hopefully if they're going through it, maybe I can help them or maybe I can help them avoid it. You know, and especially being a father, I think that's my biggest thing is being a father because we always say just because you make a child, you know, you got a set of balls on you don't mean you're a dad. Right. It's stuff that you go through. And a lot of times we got to lean on each other. Right. Uh, I think my aunt used to always say it takes a village to raise a child. So, and I think that's true. Even with fellas, like, I, man, I always tell people, because they're like, man, your boys are so good. I got, my son is in college. My other one's trying to join the Marines, so on and so forth. And they're like, you know, they've never been in fights, never been in jail. So I'm proud of a lot of stuff. But, I mean, I was learning the whole time I was going. You know, like, I've never right. been a father before. You did? Yeah, I've never been a father before. I've never been a husband before. Any of that. So, I was And you were active oh. duty at the time. So, you had, like, a yeah. lot of different pressures on you. Man, boy. Yeah. Ooh, like, deployments and all of yeah. that. So, <laughs> yeah. like, what people might think or perceive is not always what it is. I think no. behind the scenes for the person, whether it's that perspective from being a vet, that perspective from being a father and looked at as, okay, you should be the person in the home to, you know, if something happens, I think you said, tell the story about, I think there was like maybe a, was it like a, a something in the garage or something like that? Like you're just not there for those little things. And oh yeah. 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 Like so those little things that people might take for granted when they have just those expectations that people have in those roles for you, whether it's you being, you know, a veteran or serving in one of the armed forces, or you being right. a father, or you just being a man, or you just being a human being, you being a spouse. Um, sometimes what people might think or see from the outside, I think there's so much more to it behind it. And I think that's what's real cool about your brand that you all kind of share those different parts of it. And I think lets people right. know that yeah, there's going to be some issues that rise with this. So these are some things that right. people don't necessarily always talk about. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's, that's something that I always tell the fellas, too. And then I tell, you know, I, really, I tell everybody. But even when they're like they can't stand someone, whether it's a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, I always tell people, man, look, you got brothers and sisters. They're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all beef all the time, right? Like, yeah, we fight all the time. Right. So that's your, that's your blood that you're beefing with. So you got to be expected to beef with anybody that's outside of your blood, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like, I guess what I'm saying, like me and my brothers argue, my sisters argue. Uh, I never really argue with my parents, even though I do disagree with a lot of stuff that they have. So it's only right that if I get married, man, my wife are gonna have these same differences. Right. That's what makes us all unique. It's just how you get through those differences that makes everything, I guess that's the happier ever after that I'm trying to say. So like when people get married and they're like, oh my God, I always see this big build up where people are getting married. So let's say prior to the marriage, they're 
losing weight. They got a wedding, you know, they're Bradzilla because they're going crazy and all of this. And it's like, once the wedding is over, it's like, whew, I'm so glad that's all the, all, what do they say? Uh, I'm so glad this headache is over with. I'm just like, no, the headache is just starting. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just, I don't know why you put all that pressure into the wedding because if you put the amount of effort that you did into your wedding, if you did that in your marriage, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're going to fight for it. And I know in my case, that's how my wife was. Like mm. My wife was, yeah, she put up with, with, with so much. You know, I always right. say a lesser woman would have had me on skid row broke right now. But right. that was her thing. She was just like, nah, man, we're going to work this out. You know, even through our differences, our beefs, our quarrels, all of that. And now mm. here we are 20-something, what, 22 years later, almost this year, we kicking it. Like, we really know how to operate around each other. We still have differences. We still argue, but that's just natural. Right. So I guess that's the biggest thing. And that's what I try to explain to a lot of the younger guys, especially when they get married and they start hitting those bump in the roads, uh-huh. you know, and they, they just want to call it quits. And I'm like, no, bro, that's the beauty of it. Like it's, you're learning a new way to operate. Yeah it's, yeah. it's total beauty in the struggle. Right. It's beauty in the struggle. So when you see your grandparents and they've been together for 30, 40 years, and people are always like, well, I want to love like that. I'm like, I'm guaranteed if you sit grandma and granddad down and have a heart to heart, yeah, granddad probably ran her racket, you know, but, <laughs> but she stayed for whatever reason. And I think that's the thing with a lot of black love. We, these days, anyway, people don't stay together. So, uh, you know, so we just want to talk about stuff like that. Uh, and I say we, because once again, on the light behind the beard side, uh, there's my other buddy that I call my brother anyway, uh, Gary. Uh-huh. So sometimes we're, we're tag team and we, you know, I may talk and he may talk or it may just be strictly me. So sometimes when I say we, that's what I mean. Absolutely. So definitely things from like relationships, military life, past and present, retired military life, <laughs> fatherhood, <laughs> right. companionship, marriage, just how you are in society. I know you'll be sounding off about some hot topics of things as things come in, current events right. come into right. the media or just are out in the news. And, you know, just a lot to about health and wellness and Mm self-care and I think the whole mental health perspective is really big well you know isn't touched on enough especially for males period across race color what have you there's so much stigma that men shouldn't show and I mean anger is okay but it's not okay like you said to be sad like no so I think I've always seen you as a big person really like breaking down stigmas and talk, kind of talking about the untaboo parts of things like you said everybody looks at the things that look so nice and clean and neat right. on the outside but what's really behind the scenes what's the work that right. needs to take place right. and I think you are the king whether you know it or not of just <laughs> pushing past comfort and being able to actually create a new routine or a new reality for yourself whether it's in a relationship whether it's with your family you know like whether right. it's matriculating out of the military into civilian life like you've been able to adapt to that then becoming an entrepreneur like all the <laughs> things that you're doing with your brand all of that is new so going from you know your products and your websites and launching and like podcasting how do you plan to continue what are the next steps for you what do you see forth with your growth and what are some recommendations you would give to others who are in similar places like they're kind of just creating essentially like a new version of themselves at this phase in life right man that's so much uh, i don't even know where to start 
uh, I would definitely say like with the brand, well, one, like I said, we started the brand. It, it just started as a kind of a hobby. Then a the hobby kind of got out of hand. And that's why I was <laughs> like, hey, bro, you know, like the uh, product is flying and all this. Hey, we might need to do this legitly, you know, form an LLC and all of this kind of stuff to do that. So it needed to say that that's what we did. So that's kind of how Life Behind the Beard got started. And I guess it's a gift and a curse. And a gift and a curse is what I mean by that is, one, I retired at 38. And we both know that's a very, very young age to retire at. So it's beautiful to, to be retired, but then it's kind of bad because not all your friends are at work. So <laughs> at work, so you're home by yourself or you got to do everything by yourself till they get off. Then when they get off, they tired. So it's like you, you learn to live this whole life by yourself. Mm, right. And I just got tired of sitting at home. And everybody that works has the best damn advice as to what a retired person should do. You know, so everybody, oh, you should go get a job. Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, no, man. Like, I don't yeah. want to do any of that. I didn't work 20 years to go get another damn job. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, I really want to be retired. That's what I was doing. I was going to the gym and all of that. But it was just, I don't know, you always like, it's something else I should be doing. Like, it's mm -hmm. something else I meant to do. So when me and my buddies, we just got to talking because, again, we, we talk almost every day and it's always on some fatherhood stuff. Good. What we want to do with the kids and, you know, college this and all this kind of stuff. And we just got to talking one day. It was like, man, like that's essentially what life behind the beard is. It's, it's about the life behind it. Yes. Right, right, right. So that's how we got started with that. Um, your second question, uh, what was it? What advice do you have for oh, yes. others who are making some kind of big transition in life where they really are, they could be going from being employed in corporate to going to be an entrepreneur. They could be getting ready to start a new family. They could have just gotten married. You know, they're creating a new reality right now in their lives. Okay. What, what advice would you give to them? Because like your podcast, this, this was something new and a little bit different for you. And you, you launched it. We pushed through some of the like, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> some of the doubts, some of the, right, you know, right. very critical critiques and able to still kind of push through and let's get it out. <laughs> what advice would you give for people? One, I would say whatever your goal is, and I hate to sound cliche about it, but whatever your goal is, like maximize it. Uh, even if you are working a corporate job and you have an entrepreneur dream that you want to do, like maximize it. And what I mean by that is, Maybe research, like with me, I'm, I'm going to take a step back here and let's talk about acting real quick. When, when I wanted to do acting, i never forget, we were just watching some one night and I was just like, man, these guys suck, man. I can act better than that. You know, just kind of joking. My wife and my kids were sitting there watching and my kids were like, yeah, right, dad. You can. It was like an inner challenge, you know, but on the same note, I had no clue how to get started. I had no clue with nothing. So I just started researching. I tell everybody the internet is the absolute, it could be your best friend or your worst enemy. It just uh -huh. depends on how you use it. So I would Google and I would YouTube. Still to this very day, I Google and YouTube stuff every night before I go to sleep on, on how to better myself, how to maybe better the business, right. how yes. to get into this. So anyway, I, I say that to say that there's no excuse why a person can't get started with something today. So the first thing I would do is if you're not going to go to school for certain things, then you research it through mm -hmm. the internet or through YouTube. Uh, once you do that, well, and I would say with me, with the business aspect, once I started learning about, you know, where to get certain products from, where to get your bottles from, like little, it's the tedious little things that mm -hmm. kill, like it's 
the oh, devils in the details. Like, yeah. Holy uh-huh. crap. Yeah, holy, <laughs> holy yeah, those are the things that wear you out. The big things, you know, maybe purchasing this or setting this up, those are simple. The little things like, you know, maybe structuring your LLC, maybe getting your bank accounts. Like, man, they, these things, they just drive you crazy. But it's so worth it because at the end of the day, I know for me anyway, this is my saying, if I'm going to have a headache, you know, if I'm going to have a headache because I got to go to work or I'm working late or I'm going to sing that I hate, the, you know, I don't want to go to work on Monday song and all this kind of stuff, I need to be doing it because my name is on that title, you know, mm. not because somebody else's name is on there. So if it's going to give me a headache and all that, it's my headache. I'm not having a headache for the boss and then got to go home and deal with my own headache. No, this is all <laughs> mine. This is my baby, you know? Right. So, so, yeah, I would just say anybody that's interested, just lean on somebody that's maybe already doing it. Good. And the bad thing about it is you're going to ask somebody, hey, how did you get started? How did this? And they're not going to give you any information. Or they're going to tell you, hey, I also, or I did, because they're not going to want to share the information. And that's cool. But if you ask the next two to three people, somebody going to give up the information. And that's how I think about it. Even when somebody tell me no, yeah, I'm just talking to the wrong person. I need to go talk to somebody else. I'm going to keep right. talking to somebody until I get yes. You did. Yes. So, so yeah, I, I would just say with that, it's, it's, just, it's, just hard. it's just perseverance, man. Don't, don't yeah. stop. Tenacity. Don't stop. Yeah, do not stop because we only get one life that we know of. And this is the thing that kills me. We get one life that we know of anyway. And everybody just want to kind of be mediocre. They just mm. want to go with the flow. And for me, that kills me because I'm like, man, hey, I, hey my next well, life, I may be a woman. I don't know. So I'm trying to maximize this man thing out while I'm here. <laughs> so, yes. I, so I just try to have fun with everything that I do. Kim. Yes. So definitely tune in. Like I said, Tyran is definitely the king of just creating definitely like a new reality for yourself, starting a new project. Just doing something that's completely different, it might be completely uncomfortable to what yes. may be the yes. norm for you and just how to, to navigate that. So definitely check out his show. It is Ed Podbean. Right now it's beardtalkwithavet.podbean.com. And we, we are also on, look at me, we. And he and his partners are also on Apple iTunes. Beard Talk with a vet hosted by Tyran Cosby. Definitely tune in to all his social media channels. He's going to be going live here soon coming up. Just talking a little bit more yes. about the show. Guests he'll be featuring. His wife's going to maybe make a little guest appearance and some other good mm-hmm. ones to talk about a lot of different things that we just need to hear people talking about. But yes, definitely. I think there's no better story where you can say, you know what? If I want to do it, I can do it. So you, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Then that's the model, man. I hate to keep saying it, but like, yeah, that's the model. Like when people tell you whatever you dream you can be. Yeah. I used to think that was so cliche, like, man, nobody wanna hear that crap. But it's kinda true, man. And I mean it's very true. It's never too late to start. Yeah. It's I mean, in these days and time the internet makes it that way. I always say that, you know, let's say Instagram and YouTube have probably made more successful people these days than some schools have simply because you can actually live out whatever your dream is. Like most chicks, I don't know, I guess their dream is to be a model. Now they Instagram models with a zillion million followers and maybe getting some type of influencer deals out of it. Mm-hmm. So now they get to work from home and it's all through the internet. So the internet, again, can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You just got to maximize it. 
So Beard Talk with a Vet, definitely tune in, subscribe, subscribe, follow, share, all of that good information. We want to get it out, spreading the word, even though it's been kind of quiet, we're going to get a little bit more loud about it in this upcoming week in March of 2020 and beyond. Even if you didn't know, Tyran, he's already got some downloads and some subscribers on his show. I don't know if you know that I just saw that, but just to let you know, so people have already tuned in or already subscribing. So I would suggest you do the same. Definitely help you with, even if you're not a veteran, but maybe sometimes even just understanding veterans around you that you may interact with on a daily basis. I think sometimes it's even good for that perspective of others as well to right. be enlightened, even if we may not be identify with that group or what have you um but we, we interact with a lot of different people so definitely important check it out like he said there is no time like the present if you said you're gonna do it this is the time to do it find somebody else out there who has done it or who is walking the same journey with you and tyran thank you so much congratulations on your show is great i'm super super proud of you beer talk with a vet Thank you so much for coming back on the show and letting us know how you got it done. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I would definitely say I, I am uh, blessed because I have one hell of a mentor. I don't know if you know it's a lady named Kimmy Walker. She's a <laughs> early accountability <laughs> coach. <laughs> yeah, she's an early accountability coach. So she, you know, got everything started and keeping all of us up with everything. Because again, this is new territory for me. So I'm learning as I go, but I'm loving it because I love challenges. So. We're going to see how this rock and roll. We're going to make it work. We paid it for it, and I know you're going to do the same thing when the next roll comes around. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay it for it and keep the ball rolling. So thank you so much. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, Kenny. Bye-bye. It was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the Early Accountability Podcast with Kenny Walker. Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability Newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.